paper from the store right and the whole the whole thing played out like oceans 11 this is you know oceans 15 or whatever because what we had to do is like it was the last one on the shelf right the whole store apparently all the stores this was the last little package of toilet paper and so shelby and i had to be really stealthy like i grabbed it and i slid it underneath the stroller and she was walking and then i went and got a basket switched baskets made a drop got the toilet paper, put other things on top of it, switched baskets again, and then went to the checkout in separate lanes. We had to make sure nobody could catch us. And so the whole time there was spy music playing in the back of my head. And uh, we were just checking around our shoulders, just making sure that, you know, Smooth had sunglasses on. Uh, the whole thing played out really nicely, though, and we got that toilet paper. Like uh, you were, at, I was just imagining like you were like at one end of the aisle and then like the the blonde soccer moms at the other. And it's like, Yeah, it was exactly like that. Yeah, and just like eyeing each other and start like beating up each other and like throwing it from person to person. Like, shall we catch? It was yeah, it was part heist movie and part Jackie Chan movie. Like, I just ran at her, like you know, ran across the across the aisle, kicked her in the face, and grabbed the toilet paper, and then she kicked it out of my hand. It flew up. I did a, dou- a double backflip and I grabbed it, and it was it was awesome. Like the uh, like the crazy Jackie Chan stunts. Like you like step on the shelf or like smacks from the chair, and then you use the shelf <laughs> exactly to like smack that. him across the face, and then you spin it, smack the guy behind you. Yep, yep. And, and then was... you put the shelf back, like nothing happened. Yeah, everybody was kung fu fighting. Was yep. it fast as lightning? It was fast as lightning, dude. I wish you could have seen it. I couldn't. It In was fact, fast actually, as lightning. You might, you might, have, it might be best you didn't see it. It was a little bit frightening. I also, oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm literally trying to think of the rest of the lyrics, and I can't. That's all. That's all I got. Okay. Welcome to the Zach Guys Podcast. Jesus. My name is Greg. My name's Nick. And uh, we might sound a little different today. We might not. I don't know. You might not be able to tell, but we're in a real studio today and it's a uh, feels good. It does feel good. Yeah. I feel like I feel like we made it. I think this yeah, is this what success is like? Is this success? I can smell a little success in the room right now. Oh, you smell that, man? Yeah. That's a little stank of success. It's a little a little stank of success. I'm going to walk home stanky. That's what happens like I think I imagine this is what like when Mark Cuban farts. It smells like this. <laughs> It's the stank of success, you know? A little bit of vanilla in there, too. Yeah. Like, uh, let me ask our audio engineer, Brian, was, was Mark Cuban ever in this in this room? All right. Well, he's not He's not being recorded, but Mark So you Cuban had no idea what room. he said. Yeah. So, but yeah. he said no. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no, he said yes. Oh, he did say yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Mark Cuban was in, Mark Cuban's in the room with us right now. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Mark Cuban. Oh, that, he, he got a phone call. He had to step yeah, out. Yeah, he had to step out for a, a minute. Um, yeah. Anyway, Nick has a story for us, um, and actually, I think this is gonna be a big one. Okay, um, I'm scared I'm gonna overhype it, but at the same time, I don't want to underhype it because you Greg always Greg, say this because I don't. I want to do it justice. This is hmm, Greg. This is my magnum opus of a theory. This is the granddaddy. This is the grandest daddy of conspiracy theories you'll ever hear it encompasses everything everything you thought you knew was wrong but it's also right okay i'm i'm ready because every time you start with i don't want to overhype it it's like there's like a rip in the space-time continuum and you have a way to prove it so um uh, I'm, today, I'm guessing that's the theory right uh it's 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 hard to say this is a theory because this is actually involves I'm going to say this. This involves 
history. It involves art. It involves philosophy. It involves religion. It involves science. It involves quantum science. It involves light. It involves the source. It involves light. It involves God. So it much is light. everything. Okay, I am so ready. Um, so, it, is there any other disclaimer you want to put on this before we get into it? Um, no, because we just need to start. Because I spent three days trying to organize all of this information. Because you just can this everything connects to something, and there's just so much to go through. So today, I just, I just want to say I can picture you in a room for three days. Like, nobody knows where you are. They haven't seen you at work. Your wife and kids don't know where you went. And you're just in this room with corkboard everywhere. And you're trying to piece everything together. you got newspaper clippings. And uh, that's how I felt on the on the Biggie Smalls Tupac episode. It, and I'm imagining you did the same thing. So we've, see... we've gone deep into, like, this started off as like, oh, this will be fun. Talk about conspiracy theories. But, like, I'm, I'm a little scared. I'm a little I... scared that this is becoming who we are. <laughs> I, I stayed up. The first night I felt... Okay, I'll start with how I found this. So, one night, I was cleaning my daughter's bottles before bed. It's around 7.30 p.m. And while I'm cleaning bottles, I normally put on a video because my ADD doesn't let me focus. Or I have to have something playing, otherwise I go insane in my brain. So, I put on... Insane in the membrane. (laughs) So, you know, like, when you're on Facebook and sometimes, like, a video pops up and you can scroll and it just shows you more random videos? Yeah. So, I just did that because I'm like... Whatever, I'm going to look, look, watch a funny fail compilation or something. So the next one, it's this video of this guy. His name is Morg. Like, and uh, the title of his video is Five Glitches in Reality. And I'm like, and he, he looks like you'd think. He has long, he's, he looks like a skeleton, long white hair. He looks like a, a Satan cult member. And I'm like... Ah, what the heck? It's ten minutes long. I'll. It's. It could be interesting. I watched that video, and one like it. it it's not like I'm like, oh, I, I. This is incredible. I. My life has changed. I was like, more like, this is something I've never heard of before, and it's freaking me out. And I need to know more about it. Okay. And this video got me hooked. I watched tons more of his videos. I subscribed to his YouTube. I bought his merchandise. I didn't actually do that, but I want to. <laughs> Um, you're a morgue super fan now. Oh, you're saying. but basically this guy you got bumper stickers, <laughs> you go into conventions, morgue is the key speaker. I think you joined a cult. You might've, I mean, that's what, okay. I'll say this. He did start a cult. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he started one last year. It's, he started this last year and okay. he has books and like help and it's all online. Really. He does a lot of just live streams and. And I looked into him. He's actually used to be a stuntman, which then he became a like one of those magicians that just does not like David Blaine, but like he just does crazy stunts. Like he just I think he like shoved a drill up his nose. Like this is like years ago. That sounds like something David Blaine would do. Yeah. So like he used David to Blaine do, hung himself upside down for like ten days, like just because. Like I why do you does he just need more blood in his head? I, like, I don't know. Like or he sat in like a box. What's of he ice trying to prove? Like a week? He's just like, I'm David Blaine. This is how I live my life. Chris Angel would do that too. It would be fake if it was Chris Angel, but he would probably show a drill. In upside his face. down, just going like, I'm David Blaine. Yeah, I'm, I'm David, David Blaine. Blaine. I'm David Blaine. Everybody, everybody, I just want you to know, I'm David Blaine. <laughs> Forget I'm Batman. I'm David yeah, Blaine. I'm David Blaine. Anyway, we should just get into it because I, I'm. I know we only have so much time for each episode, and I want to make sure like we we okay. get it all out. So I'm trying to not to give everything away at once, but basically, 
So I watched this video, and I'm like, I need to know more about this guy. And it's not really the guy. This guy isn't really the what's important here. It's what he founded and what it's based off of. So, Greg, I'm going to ask you one question. Okay. Can you explain to me what the Illuminati is? Can I explain to you what, what the do you Illuminati think is? the Illuminati is? Because I mean, the way like the way that it's typically defined, I guess. Like, I don't. I've never seen the Illuminati, but it's, it's a possible. it's a group of of wealthy elites that work behind the scenes to control various global governments for their own ends. You know, they start wars or they you know decide who gets put in what political office, stuff like that. Right, and that's the Illuminati we all know and love. That's our <laughs> know th- and those love. are those are our Lord and Saviors that yeah. control everything. <laughs> Shout one out to our uh, sponsors, the Illuminati. Oh, so, man. Greg, oh, just, see that's what we do. We have to cover our bases a little bit because we talk about some stuff that could be dangerous. I'm waiting for an FBI phone call, honestly. Um, but we got to at least sometimes be like appease the Illuminati because we talk about them a lot. So we need to know, hey, we're cool. We're cool. You don't yeah. need, you don't need to come here. I know you're listening, Siri. Hmm. Okay. If you rearrange the letters of Siri, it's you get Iris. Iris. Siri backwards is Iris for yeah. it sees everything. It's like the eye, like the all seeing eye, like the Illuminati, like what's on our money, like what's running our government. <gasps> anyway. Um, <laughs> so um here we go. So that is not the real Illuminati. Oh, it's a it's a fake Illuminati. No, they exist, but there's one deeper than that. Greg, I'm about to introduce you to the Pythagorean Illuminati. But it's already a triangle. I know. Okay. This Illuminati, they are called the Pythagorean Illuminists because everything about Morg, the guy video I watched, all involves the study, the philosophy of mathematics. Okay. Have you heard of this before? The philosophy of mathematics? Yes. No. I mean, I've... I've I've heard about how there are patterns, mathematical patterns in everything in life, right? And like they're all fractals you can find anywhere. You can mm-hmm. find the um, Fibonacci sequence anywhere, things yeah. like that. But I don't I, I don't know how you get philosophical ideas from that. So I looked up philos- phil- the philosophy of mathematics. It's actually a um, I don't know what the word is. It's a, like a study in universities. Like you can get really? a degree in the philosophy of mathematics. Basically, it's to understand. And then are you indoctrinated into this cult if you do so? No. Like, like, like Kanye Quest? This, like... this can be a general I, general study, but it's – see, this is this is the thing I was afraid. I, I'm afraid I'm going to just go off on these tangents. So basically, I want to explain to you kind of what the philosophy and understanding of how these people view mathematics because what they see mathematics is is – it, math is to them is God. Okay. Math to this Illuminati is God. And it is because they say math explains everything. And the thing is, okay, I actually wrote down a definition to better explain this. So when you're in early school and you think about math and a teacher asks you to illustrate in your head uh, to make two plus two equal four. So they say, imagine you have two apples in a basket and you add two apples to it. How many apples do you have in the basket? Uh, I didn't know there'd be a quiz. Um, okay, hold on. Let me get a pen and paper. One sec. No, I'm, I'm, it's four. <laughs> well, you're wrong because that those apples in that basket they don't actually exist. You're only thinking about them. So how can that equation make? How can that exist? And how can that formula be 
if you're thinking of apples, you're thinking of a word, you're thinking of a drawing, you're thinking of an actual apple, you're thinking of a, just the basket and no apples in it, or you're just imagining within your imagination these apples being in the basket equaling four. And in your mind, you could actually make those apples equal five, six, seven, fish, whatever you want it to make. So the thing that they're saying is that how do – okay, let me just read it from here to make more sense of it. In our heads, we add up the apples and we draw some representation of those apples and then we count them to get the answer. Now, our question here is where exactly the math is in this kind of addition. Most familiarly, most familiarly, I wrote that wrong. <laughs> math is an artificial language employed in the study of certain relationship structures and quantitative patterns. The statement two plus two equals four is an arithmetical statement and arithmetic is a branch of math and arithmetic is a branch of math. But what is an arithmetical statement about? Not some particular apples or baskets or mere instantations that may be added together, but rather a part of the order that provides the more that prevails more generally in the world. The importance of math is it's generally so that whereas society deals with rarer relationships, namely those that hold people together, society, math deals with patterns that define the qualities, shapes, surfaces, equations, and probabilities of our everyday living. Okay. Did that make any sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense because okay. that's, that's the way that you look at mathematics in any application is these patterns are things that you can see in real life. And, and the fact is nobody invented math. Exactly. Right? We've discovered math. And so if you look at it that way, um, then, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So in order to better understand this, we need to go back. So I'm going to start at the bottom of the rabbit hole that I went down is you got to go all the way back in history. you got to go back, 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 back. Because I haven't even gotten to the core belief of the Pythagorean Illuminati. And I'll go ahead and say this. Hyperionism, which is the name of the, the, the belief system that Morgue kind of, I don't know if he came up with it or was in or worked together with someone to come up with this idea of Hyperionism, which believe in ontological mathematics. Okay. And ontological mathematics in which it says right here, ontological mathematics, thus Hyperionism, is the rational idealism, is a rational idealism. Idealism is the portion that ev excuse me. <laughs> everything that exists <laughs> Batman is, just got here. <laughs> that everything that exists is ultimately mind, and that the opposite and it is the opposite of materialism. Rationalism is the position that knowledge is gained through logic, reason, and mathematics, and not through a faith or a sense of data, but through the mind. Interesting. So there's more to it. And I, so basically they believe that everything is math and that everything, the, this, the, our reality itself is based on the reality of the mind. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to understand this. So, or to better understand it. Cause I don't, I don't know how to believe this because it's freaking insane. But. So, but they're going back to philosophy. Um, I don't want to be wrong. I want to say it was Rene Descartes, but I might be wrong. No, he's he's part of it. Okay, that so, the philosophy, the philosophical statement he was known for is "I think, therefore I am," because he was trying to. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was trying to find a way of reckoning. How can I know that I exist? Exactly. And the only way to know that I exist, according to Descartes, is because he thinks, and that's the ontological viewpoint: is that he has complex thought. And he's able to conceive of himself, therefore, he is real. Yes. So basically, this belief system is that they have a, an answer for why this thought exists in the first place. Okay. And that is math. I so see. So math 
is the answer to why thought exists and thought is the ultimate power in the universe because with thought comes everything. And I'll get more into that probably in the next episode of the series. Uh, But for now, we got to go back to understand the roots of where this came from, which we go all the way back to Pythagoras, which is the Pythagorean Illuminati and why they came up with this because he is basically the godfather of every philosopher, of Plato, of Aristotle, um, all the Greek and Roman philosophers. He kind of was the gateway and the first person Mm. to come up with these ideas of mathematics and uh, holy numbers and uh, how why math is so important. And he was the first one to introduce these concepts. So um, I have an excerpt here from our trusted source of Wikipedia. All right. <laughs> um, Pythagoras is mostly remembered for his mathematical ideas. Uh, the Pythagorean theorem, A squared plus B squared equals C squared. He right. came up with a lot of mathematical formulas, but he also was a very, very big philosopher and he was actually persecuted by the uh, – I don't know what church – I don't know if it was the Romans or the Greeks. But he was persecuted for his beliefs. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe he – I didn't get to this part, but I believe he was executed it sounds for like, those beliefs. It sounds like something the Romans would do. Romans just had a good old time executing people. But he was around before the Roman Empire. He was, I think, in the Greek Empire. I see. Or the – Could have been the Greeks. I don't know. Because he was alive during the uh, first century. So oh, the fir- first century A.D.? Yes. Then that was think probably so. the Romans. The Greeks, the Greeks. If I'm wrong, really, please correct me. I don't know I exactly. I would get because the Romans were a superpower at that time, um, in the first century. And that's when um, Julius Caesar and Well, and I think were, well, I think he came the before the Romans because he influenced the Greek philosophers like Aristotle, Pluto, and all them. He came before all them. Pluto. <laughs> Plato. Sorry, sorry, I know. I know. It was just I, I couldn't let it go. My uh, my mind's going a million miles a minute here, folks. Yeah. I just gotta and you've got you got young kids, so you watch a lot of cartoons now. I don't. I can't. I can't stop singing Blue's Clues, man. Oh, I, can't. I know. I know. Don't. I can't stop. There's a clue. Stop. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it, man. Everything is a clue. Yeah. Anyway, this is what this is. These are clues. I mean, these, these are all clues. And then Blue pops up, and it's like you finally figured it out. And she comes up. And it's like bow, bow, bow before me. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, I keep on interrupting though. This is this is irrelevant. So just keep on uh, keep on okay. doing your thing. And please feel free to interject because I don't want to sound like I'm just going a million miles a minute. If you no, know anything or want to say anything, interject, please. Um, but basically, Pythagoras is this guy that ca- is the guy that came up with a lot of mathematical concepts, and he actually was the first one to come up with the theory of harmonics. Oh. And harmonics plays a big uh, part in all of this too, which is like musical interviews and that everything in the universe has a harmonic um what's the, uh, has a harmonic value mm-hmm. and we know this because everything vibrates at a certain frequency right which, resonance yes resonance and everything re- things can resonate with one another and a good example of that is that one time that that bridge that collapsed bridge, which was crazy the, so and that is a big example of something we'll get into later as well but basically pythagoras had all these beliefs of how numbers define everything and that like uh like th- like two is a holy number because it is, it is the union of two um uh, it is the union of two objects and three is a holy number because it is the union of um a man or a woman or two people that can form a third person so hmm. and then like 10 is the most rounded holy number and then he said like the tri- he said the triangle is the most holy of symbols because it is a perfect 10 in order to form a triangle um, interesting 
And there's a lot, there's a lot more numbers and equations that are holy. And we can, that's a whole other episode getting into holy numbers and evil numbers and like why 666 is a bad number. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. But basically he was the one that kind of introduced like the, the idea that numbers meant more than just like taking a book and a book and that's two books. Right. So his belief is that the numbers themselves have intrinsic value and not just the things that they represent. Yes. He believed that the, because he was the first to question, like, how do we know that this, why do we understand that this equals to like there's that what like why do we understand math just discovering it in our brains like what generated this because we didn't you, you know what i mean like yeah he, no, he was the first to question that yeah it's interesting because i think i mean because mathematics is something that was more discovered than something that was invented that we all innately were able to understand numbers to some degree we didn't necessarily associate words to them like we didn't say one two three four but we all knew that you know if if i'm you know a part of a, a tribe and there's another tribe with more people in it that there's more over there than we have. Right. Right. And that there's a risk to that. And so it's, it's always been something that's part of us. So that's interesting. Yeah. So, and he ended up forming like after his passing, like these two, basically these two cults or like these two belief systems arose out of Pythagoras and his philosophies. And I'm not even going to try and pronounce them because I don't know what lang- what language it's in. It's like Akowistamakatoki and Mathamakatoki or something. Oh. It's something crazy. Basically, yeah, one believed that – one philosophy believed that uh, math uh, – uh, that numbers were the heart of everything and that um, everything had an answer and that even the celestial bodies and everything was in harmony with each other. And then the other believed that – um, in order to fully understand the universe, you had to – it kind of was like a root of – that was rooted for Buddhism and Hinduism, kind of like you have to give up everything in order to accept like the nothingness kind mm-hmm. of thing. You have to give up all your possessions. You have to um, live by very strict rules and not – it's very weird. Like they, right. they, they kind of – his beliefs kind of divided like these two belief systems which form went on to form other religions such as like – one kind of had a minor influence in Judaism, Christianity, and mm-hmm. um, Islam, and and other had the, the Abrahamic religions. Yes, and the other had the more of the, um, I don't know if it's just in the uh, Asian regions, but the Asian religions, like um, yeah, Buddhism, Hinduism, Buddhism, Hinduism the, the nihilistic religions, yeah, where the, there's a belief that there's something that is uh, that that enlightenment's achieved with nothing, which is really Buddhism more than Hinduism. But yeah, so like basically, these were kind of a somewhat stepping stone for these two directions of religion. Yeah, interesting. Um, and he kind of started this, and but it all revolved around math. That's the mm-hmm. thing. It all revolved around these holy numbers. And there's even a, a sacred text in China called I Ching, um, which is like uh, I don't know. It's I don't know if it's the Hinduist. I couldn't remember, but it's a Chinese uh, religion that views um, the world in zeros and ones. And this is from ancient China. Really, they view the world in binary. That's crazy. Yeah, and. Um, so then uh, we jump ahead to the Enlightenment era um, mm-hmm. the, uh, during the Renaissance and yeah. stuff. There's this guy named uh, Lieben, Liebens. Uh, mm-hmm. he, uh, he's like uh, Jeffrey Liebens, and he's this – he basically set up the – where Pythagoras came up with the ideas, this guy took it and ran, and he um, worked with Isaac Newton to develop calculus, helped with – um, his idea of gravity, where this guy actually thinks Newton was completely wrong about his idea of gravity. I've actually heard people say that gravity is an unproven theorem, and I'm like, well, okay, it can't, 
It, well, that's why it's still a theory. It's, it's not well, a fact. Right, but it, it's – so scientifically, a theory just means that it's the most probable answer to something, whereas a law is something that is mathematically observable. So like Newton's laws of motion are laws – because there's real mathematics that you can actually repeatedly yeah, you can, observe. You can Whereas recreate his them. Theory and... of gravity, there is mathematics to it, but it's and it's repeatable, but it's not something you can prove that that's why it's happening. Yeah. You know? So, uh, this guy he helped. Um, whereas Isaac Newton, it's kind of like similar to a um, a Tesla Edison kind of yeah. thing, where Edison ended up taking a lot of credit for a lot of Tesla's work, and Tesla kind of got put to the back burner, and like, mm-hmm. he made a lot of discoveries, but that didn't really make the mainstream. Yeah. Whereas this guy is kind of the same thing. He worked one on one with Newton to develop calculus and develop a lot, a lot of mathematical uh, formulas and a lot of just way we calculate different things and measurements. And he kind of got put to the back burner because. Uh, during this time, he had such crazy beliefs, and he was he traveled the world and he studied other cultures, other religions, and he wanted to know everything. He was a philosopher. He wanted to know everything. Mm-hmm. And I think when he would come home, he would get persecuted a lot for that, and because he would try to spread what he learned to others, and he would get basically like shafted, and like no, he wouldn't get any respect because everyone thought he was crazy. But yeah. he. Um, uh, basically, the Hyperionism and the Pythagorean Illuminati basically base their beliefs off of his findings. Hmm. So, one of the big things that he found is that he he just he brought back to um, uh, the the modern world was the idea of the I Ching that the they see everything in binary and mathematical um, equations. He also came up with the law of continuity. He came up with that. Um, he came up with the idea of infinity and infinitesimal. So, mm. like, you can – numbers go infinite in both directions, negative and positive. Right. And, but also in between numbers is infinite as well, like infinitesimal. Oh, that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. There's – um, shoot, can't remember the name of it right now, but but you can you can run any graph. Um, can't think of the name. But where the curve – Will will drop dramatically and then it'll never truly reach zero. It'll just get closer and closer mm-hmm. and closer to zero to infinity. Yeah. What's that called? Asymptote. Yes. Yeah, that's it's the idea it. of an asymptote. That's it. Yeah. So he, I think he was, I, I don't know if he coined that term, but I think he was the first one to come up with that idea. The saying, like, you can go on and on and on for smaller values and keep getting smaller and never actually reach a finishing point. It goes mm-hmm. on for infinite. So he was the one, so it was. Infinity and infinitesimal, which yeah. is – he came up with those two ideas. He also came up with this thing called monad, monads um, or monads, whatever you want to say, like manga, mongo, whatever. <laughs> or, mango. Uh, <laughs> mangoes. <laughs> I, I don't read manga. I read mangoes. Yeah, I read mangoes, dude. Uh, I just – I just <laughs> Every mango's got a story, man. Do you know where this mango's from? Every mango is a waifu. Every, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That ties it. We were talking earlier about like people marrying inanimate objects. Um, somebody out there is married a mango. I'm sure of it. I mean, someone. I don't know if they've married a mango, but they're not going to call him back the next morning, if you know what I mean. Hey! <laughs> All right, let's get back on track. <laughs> okay, so um, basically monads or monads, These he coined this term basically to define a simple substance that are the ultimate units of existence in nature. So the way I... Th- uh, they have no existence, but they exist in quanti- in in some quantity. They 
are continuously changing over time. They're unique. They're not affected by time, and they only are they only create and annihilate. Um, hmm. Basically, it's the idea of what of like they are energy. Like you know, like energy it's, cannot be created or destroyed. That's what these things are. It sounds like they're, they're claiming that that is the the god particle that they've been trying to find. I thought that it was the god particle, but he's he's claiming that it's not even a particle. It's like so it's like quarks. But I mean, but Almost. quarks are still a particle. They're still exist. That, I mean, true, but they, they those are one of those things that like exist but don't exist. Yes. Like you know what's holding the atoms together? Yeah, right? exactly. Like that's what these are. These are the idea of these particles and these things shape everything. Like they are mm. the base. Like they are the god particle without being the particle. It's like just. It's like the force. It's like. It's just, like the force. It's just okay. this energy because like. And that's what Hyperionism goes off of, is they believe in monads mm-hmm. is energy. They are the they are the base for um, everything. And I'm again, I'm going to get more into what exactly Hyperionisms and the Pythagorean Illuminati believe in, as far as we as people and the universe itself. And they they say they have the answers. Mm-hmm. They every. They pull it out on a calculator and like, see, look, we have the answers. Yes, they do. Do they? I'm not kidding. They have a, they're, when I said the source earlier, they have, they claim the source is the God equation. They have the equation that answers everything. And Interesting. I think. I'd, I'd be interested well, to see it. I mean, it, sound, it doesn't sound too like. I'll show it to you. I have the Yeah, formula. no, no, definitely. I mean, we're, we're, we're here to talk about this stuff. Like, it doesn't seem like, it seems like it kind of. Kind of makes sense because you get small enough, you have to find something keeping everything together, something right. omnipresent, something that is both in and outside of the physical world. Right. And so it's, I mean, if they can find that, then, you know, it's not too crazy to think that they might be right. It's just depending on what they, it depends on what philosophical assumptions they take from there. Right. And so, and a lot of what they believe, I, I could see. I don't want to say I believe it because I don't, but it's something to think about because the weird thing is it's it feels like it's possible because it's all based in math. And, th- mm-hmm. and basically um, the Pythagorean Illuminati website that they have, which is insane, and I, it's very long read. They have 32 books you can purchase, which is way too – That's a lot of books. It was a lot. So I found an article that summarized most of it. And one, they are very rude. Basically, if you don't believe them, they use a lot of slang because they say nothing matters, whatever. But I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, you guys are jerks. But yeah, um, that, sounds, that but sounds about right. In, but in one way, they're saying if you deny math, then you deny you can't say math isn't there isn't like you can't calculate something. And, I, and, I, mm-hmm. and on one hand, I'm like, you, you got a point, but at the other point, you're being really mean. Yeah. And I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> and I see what you're saying, because, but you guys kind of suck. Because they they're not a religion, and they don't say they're an organization. They say they're just a state of being, and they just want people to understand what they know. And it's so weird because I know. Yeah, ne- that's a cult, dude. But, like, they don't have – it's so weird because they don't have, like, an – or they don't have, like, a traditional, like – organization there's right. so many di- it's pyramid shaped right it gets you go you go to the top right so at the bottom right they're selling calculators oh my god okay? <laughs> it's all the pyramids and then and then the they recruit it's yeah exactly they recruit other people to sell more calculators and that's the entire basis of the organization until you get to the top and i know the who top, it is they have answers texas instruments it's texas there's instruments texas instruments, dude. Texas instruments the controls the entire thing it's ti all the way down to the bottom and they claim 
Oh, man. They, they claim they have all the answers. Because they say when you go in for your ACT or SAT, you don't have the high enough calculator. you right. got to go out and spend $100 more on a new one with the light-up screen. It's only a few miles from here, too. You've seen the factory, right? It's entirely too big to be making such a small product. I what know. do they have going on in there? Hmm. 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 Okay. Well, I think... This is a good stopping point. This that this whole thing was just a teaser, everybody. So <laughs> the whole episode just to get you hyped. Okay, so I'm gonna leave y'all with this cliffhanger. So we kind of covered like what this is based in. It's based in a lot of um, history and a base and where these groups and and Hyperionism and the Pythagorean Illuminati are just a couple names of different groups that have also formed, which don't actually have groups. They just believe in ontological mathematics. Yeah. So. I'll leave you with this. I'm going to then explain how these, how this group uh, explains a lot of paradoxes in modern science and why um, modern scientists and materialists, as they say, don't want to admit that we already have the answers to all of life. I am ready, but let's, let's, then, let's take that to the next episode. And further, this and is where they lost me. We'll get into the amount of hallucinogenic drugs that they endorse. Ah, there, <laughs> there it we is. go. Yep. Whoop, there it is. But it is a very interesting one because it's probably one you might have heard of, but is not widely known. But it is a fascinating. It's a fascinating type of hallucinogenic. Is it? I'll guess in the next episode. Okay. Yeah. And with that, my uh, people listening. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, are we gonna make this weird sign off where we like call them our our you know, cool cats and kittens or something. <laughs> oh God, I hit my head on the mic. Oh gosh, all right, I'll, I'll end it. I'll end it. Thank you for listening. Tune into the next episode. We're gonna keep this same theme going. This this is our first official two parter in our first official studio. Uh, please take a moment to give us five stars if you learned something, or if you're even just curious about hearing more. Make sure you subscribe too, so you don't miss the next one. And um, you know, talk to us on Twitter. We have a Twitter, and yes. we we we'll take your theories and talk about them. We'll do our research and. Dive deep and um, what's what's that what's that Twitter handle? Oh wow, a Zeitgeist Pod mm. at Zeitgeist no at Zeitgeist Podcast at Zeitgeist Podcast Z E I T G U I S Podcast on Twitter um, and then we have an email as well, but I'm pretty sure that's in our Twitter bio. So yep. we will see you next time. Bye bye. bye.